Oh, whatever that was. Oh, what was that? Oh, it's me. I'm sorry. Hold on. Are you sharpening pencils? Don't you remember Dad in his office? Oh, yeah, sharpening, sharpening pencils. pencils. That, that yeah, pencil you're sharpener. right. That that electric pencil sharpener. Did you do what I used to do, which I would find Dad's unsharpened pencils and just yes. go and yes. sharpen them? Of course. So, or yes. sometimes I would just sharpen I'd them. I'd sharpen, sharpen anyway, pencils. Sharpen sharp. them all the way down Cause, just because it was so much fun. Because that pencil sharpener would get those pencils like incredibly like sharp, right? I haven't if seen you could a... kill somebody. Do they even <laughs> do they even sell electric pencil sharpeners anymore? Who's using one? I don't know. Pencils? Yeah. I feel like people who sketch things like Vlad. But I feel like, like you... elementary school kids. I don't know, Shay, you have a first grader. Does she use pencils? No, she does like sharpening pencils, but we just have like the little ones where you twist and like the little like and then and then somebody accidentally touches it and it explodes shavings everywhere. Here we are at a very special edition of the Friday Night Movie Podcast where I get together with my sisters who live in faraway places and we recreate our childhood dinner table experience. And to make it even more authentic tonight, we have an incredibly important guest with us. We have our father. Um, uh, We've had mom guest star and now we will bring the other key um, influencing figure in the Friday Night Movie experience, our dad, Roger, is here. Um, Welcome, dad. Thank you, children. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm exhausted trying to pack uh, for Africa and uh, deal with the renovation of our apartment all at the same time, but all is good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And um, uh, we've got Becky in California. How are you doing, Beck? Doing doing pretty well today. Got uh, three chunks of two hours, two and a half hours of sleep last night. So feeling like a champ today. That's awesome. That's how you sound. You sound you sound relaxed and rested. Well, I sound relaxed because I'm also so tired. I might fall asleep while we record this. That's fair. But if we just I'm t- okay. if, we t- if we turn to you and we just hear like and some, yeah. some drooling, just drooling, sleeping, um, yeah. and Lily in Las Canarias. I'm good. I'm good. It's gonna go to 11 p.m. here. So even even that's with post baby that starts to get late for me. But we did we're just not, finish dinner. We're not holding we're up not. your. Yeah, I was going to say we're not holding up your dinner. <laughs> we did just finish dinner, but I am also ready for bed. So, okay. so right. tired. But yeah, but all good. So, um, for this. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, what? Shy. How Shy, are you? how are you? Stop. How are you? I, I, I wouldn't even know how to answer it if you guys ask me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling good. Our house now has a bout of strep throat. I don't have it. So I mean, every really week... wants to hear you feel this. Just right. every... Everyone in that house just needs their tonsils removed now. So, <laughs> so I'm healthy. But what I'm really, really feeling is both the joy and the anxiety of the Philadelphia Eagles winning the NFC championship yesterday and the fact that they're going to the Super Bowl, which is the reason, one of the main reasons we invited dad, um, uh, also because he's headed to Africa with mom for like three months or something like that. And we wanted to make sure to 
get, catch him before he goes. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm sort of riding high, but also terrified now that the Eagles will face the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And in fact, I think Which that's a good a repeat, right? Of yeah, twenty two thousand four. Yeah, that was that was that was traumatizing. I can't believe it was fourteen mm. years. I ago. remember sitting in the basement. I remember me too. I remember watching yep. that game and Dad just like on the couch, and I was sitting on the floor close to the TV, and I was just so was I. Was just silence. So you and I were sitting on the over. floor right by the TV. Oh, there, yeah. there are a few gra- there are a few greater joys than watching a football game with Dad. So let's let's start with a little. Um, uh, we're not going to do sports all the time, but this is big in Eagles country. So Dad, what'd you think of the game? What's your what was how would you how would you grade the Eagles' performance yesterday? Well, for sure it was a plus. For me, I read a tremendous amount prior to the game by uh, various commentators, and a few things. Uh, struck me. One is um, how incredibly superficial and crowd-like are the vast majority of commentators who regurgitate uh, the same truisms uh, from channel to channel and digital publication, uh, so on and so forth. And I think it speaks, I thought it spoke a volume about uh, just news in general, where uh, the same superficial information is churned over and over again. My attitude uh, going into the game was that the or uh, that the Eagles were you know, were going to win by at least two touchdowns. Wow! And no one predicted that. No. But I, I, I was not. I was nervous for um, a few minutes at the beginning of the game, but as soon as the uh, ball was intercepted, returned for a touchdown, I knew the game was over. And and I wasn't. Whereas the Atlanta game, I was nervous, obviously, to the last second of the game. I would say with about as soon as that interception was made, which is maybe about, I don't know, seven minutes into the game, I just I was totally relaxed uh, the entire game because I could see the prophecy uh, uh, unfolding and all of the factors which I took into account, which all of the numbnuts that I read did not just just uh, unfolded and um you know i was off by a, you know 17 points or something but i was bang on in my assessment of the situation hmm. very cool okay. well well oh sorry go ahead back i was just gonna ask and how many bags of cheetos did you eat while no uh while you know, watching see, the game? so whereas the atlantic uh, the atlantic game i could not finish without two gin and tonics in the last five minutes <laughs> um um uh, this game i just pecked away on a small bag of popcorn that had purchased at the uh at the Peter Pan play, and I was just, I was just chilling and relaxed, and it was very much like that Denver game that shy we all went to, mm-hmm. that you know when, especially when they made that field goal just before half, I just, I said, okay, you know, this is going to be uh, a fun second half, and I just, I just totally was relaxed, so uh, no anxiety. And I know what the question is coming next, so let me anticipate it. Well, wait, wait, and we'll get to that question in a minute. We're going to get oh, to the okay. big question. So I got, I got, okay. I got. I want to tell a quick football watching story. I don't know. I love when I tell stories that Lil and Beck were not there for, um, but are lore in my life <laughs> among my friends. So one of the great things 
that used to happen in college was dad used to come down to the apartment where Josh and I lived, the legendary um, uh, uh, messy apartment, and dad used to hang with us on the couch and watch. On the, the orange couch? Not the, the orange, orange couch. couch. Dad sat on the blue couch. We had an orange couch okay. and a blue couch. Dad sat on the mm-hmm. blue couch and get together with Josh and Rafi and we'd watch the football games. And there was an, an Eagles game. I don't exactly remember which one it was, but um, uh, Hugh Douglas, I, I want to say it was Hugh Douglas, got an incredible sack against the other team and the other team's quarterback. And Dad jumped up on the couch, did a victory dance, and yelled, a thing of beauty is a joy forever, William Butler Yates, and then gave off a few signature woos, like the woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and what was so great about that story in that moment is that to this day, Rafi and Josh will both reference that moment when things happen in football and or they will or something big will happen in a game in an Eagles game. And they'll ask me if dad is doing that in that exact moment. Oh, that's so, so, I, so, so I don't know if you remember that, dad. But my, my question before we get to the big question is, did you have a William Butler Yates moment in the game this weekend that that really just made you get up and cheer or feel like, oh, wow, this, this is this is on another level? Well, um, yeah, the interception. And I read uh, a lot of uh, football in, in order to extract out uh, management lessons. And and sure enough, there were a whole bunch uh, this Monday morning uh, coming out of the Eagles game, in particular by Doug Peterson, who really knows how to bring a team along uh, and and stage them uh, in perfect harmony for that for that big game. So uh, it was definitely the interception that sealed the Eagles' victory, even though it was in the first quarter and the score was seven to seven. Uh, all right, so now comes the big question, but this is a podcast where we talk a lot about movies and television. So if you're writing the story of the Eagles' next appearance in the Super Bowl, okay, follow me here. I'm going to give you some, some, sports, uh, some sports movie classics here. Is this a Rocky II situation, meaning the rematch where Rocky actually wins? Spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen Rocky II yet. Um, uh, is this a invincible situation with Marky Mark where, you know, I mean, he does a great thing and he, he exceeds expectations, but it's not like he himself won a Super Bowl um, uh, or, or an MVP or anything like that. Um, uh, or, or, or is it somewhere in between what, um, or is it a miracle on ice? It comes down to the last minute, you know, and the Eagles win. What's your what's the story you're no, writing I th- for this movie? I don't think see I don't I don't think a script has been written um, because uh, this game uh, I predict that the Eagles will crush uh, the Patriots. Really? Wow! As, you've heard as, it here, oh, folks. I hope so. I you've hope heard so. it as, as much as they did uh, the Patriots, and and therefore and you don't get stories written like that. So it's Rocky two, but on steroids because um you know it, it's anticlimactic because the game is going to be over um i don't it, it's going to have the aspects of, of more of a i don't know a tragedy where um where the aging hero is um you know loses his skills i mean i'm sure there's you know uh, maybe it's like um what's the kevin costner baseball movie 
for the love of the uh, game. Where he's the pitcher for the love of the game. Although, th- does he? He pitches he the perfect. The guy out? I, he, I think he pitches the uh, perfect he, game. He does. But the okay, t- but but this is this is a case where uh, the uh, aging football incredible star, the greatest uh, quarterback uh, to uh, play the game, uh, Tom Brady, deservedly so, um, is is crushed and embarrassed to the point where it it unleashes a, a tidal wave of doubt. And that tidal wave is, is, you know, people want to see that tsunami of, of doubt unleashed at uh, Brady. They, they, uh, the world resents Brady for his arrogance, uh, for his supercilious uh, bearing. Uh, and, and the Eagles are going to tap into that uh, wellspring of emotion and energy when they drive Brady into the ground and befuddle him. And following this um, tremendous victory, you will, all the doubters are going to come out that Brady's finished and maybe the page should, should turn the page. And it's going to create a crisis, uh, in, in, which is inevitable. It has to happen. The guy doesn't live forever. It's whether it happens this year, or the next year, or the next year, it's going to happen. So there has to be that one moment where, where the hero falls to the ground, Icarus falls to the ground, and, um, and uh, Daedalus uh, uh, falls to the ground, and, and it's going to be this game. Surprise. So the inevitable, the inevitable, which is inevitable, is going to happen uh, two weeks from, from yesterday. So, all right, so you heard it here, folks, a resounding endorsement of the Philadelphia Eagles. But is, uh, there, is the Eagles quarterback back or no? This has all been done without yeah. their quarterback. Oh uh, well, they have an incredible backup. backup quarterback. I mean, it, right. their quarterback, their backup wow. quarterback, Imagine. Is, is a is more than sufficient. Uh, the key ingredient here that no one knew at the beginning of the season is that the Eagles coach uh, will be recognized as one of the greatest offensive minds uh, ever to coach. It's early in his career; it's only his second season. But over year after year, you'll see that Doug Peterson will be cited as the most inventive, creative. Not only is he inventive and creative, but he's able to match uh, the game uh, to his players, to the situation. And you're seeing it week by week, but uh, this is going to be another, this is going to start the legend of Doug Peterson. So it's going to be kind of like, um, you know, the ending of of one uh, era and the beginning of, uh, the eagle ascendancy for the next, you know, ten to fifteen years. Yeah, very cool, very cool. All right. It's just my last point is this whole dynamic sets up uh, the Eagles winning Super Bowl uh, fifty three uh, next year because <laughs> they'll they'll be led by Carson Wentz. Uh, they'll be joined by the uh, stars who fell this year, but who'll be back one more time, like Jason Peters, and they are going to be absolutely voracious so um this whole dynamic with Foles this year and Wentz next year uh, really adds more fuel uh, to the eagle uh, dynasty so you think they're coming to this super bowl in way better shape than they did with the patriots all those years ago it's 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 an entirely situation where certainly in 2004 the patriots were favored and we kind of didn't believe and then did believe and we were on tender hooks and and the and the and the outcome was almost somewhat we expected uh the patriots don't have a chance um i have to find a way to see this game wait how are you gonna more importantly 
yeah. how are you going to see this game? You're yeah. in the un- well, impenetrable forest. Even the eagles can't get through. <laughs> well, I'm going to be at some fancy lodge in Uganda. Uh, the game goes on perfectly. Couldn't time it better. 2 a.m., uh, 2.30 uh, a.m., uh, on the night of the fourth, actually it'll so, be the morning. It'll be the morning of uh, February fifth. So you're gonna take a uh, nap. I'm sure the. In, I'm sure the. Yeah, I'm sure the uh, hotel will have an internet connection. I'll I'll get my sling box uh, over to where there's good Wi-Fi, and uh, I'll watch the game on sling box. That's the plan. So I want you to know, Dad, oh, that the moment the moment the game was over, I got a text from Mark, one of your favorite Eagles fans. That the mm-hmm. first question he asked was, "Isn't your dad going to Africa? How's he going to watch this?" I didn't even <laughs> know he knew you were going to Africa, but the Eagles Nation <laughs> is worried about like, you getting like to see this game. Dad's yet. Google schedule. <laughs> well, the whole <laughs> irony of it, of course, is when Mom booked the trip, and I said, "Isn't the Super Bowl around that time?" And and I thought to myself, I said, nah. "Super Bowl, nah." The one year I but, go to Africa, that's not the year they're going to the Super Bowl. But <laughs> I, see, I know. The outcome of the game already. So it's not to say that it's anticlimactic, but it's But you're inevitable. not so worried about missing it because oh, no. you're like, well, so, I know what's uh, going to happen. So I know also, you miss the, so, like, if they do win, the insanity that will be Broad Street well, in, like, Philadelphia. How was how so, Broad Street? How was Broad Street yesterday? Sorry that, um, that the police had to actually go around on Broad Street yesterday before the game and grease all of the lampposts with Crisco to make sure that crazy eagles fans wouldn't climb the lampposts well two that's things. amazing is that true yeah. uh we were watching them grease the poles and it made absolutely no difference uh the eagles <laughs> you saw this anyway. happen? but uh, broad street was loud but joyous and we didn't see any trouble of course the fact that there was command military uh hop uh, helicopters uh, <laughs> uh over, you know with gun sights and whatever uh, just in case, um, you know, SWAT was airborne, might have had something to do with it. But actually, it was just it was just fun and loud and noisy. <laughs> wow, cool. All right. Well, seeing how we are we are breaking from our normal set of topics today, it's time to introduce a new segment that we're going to do on a regular basis. This one is going to feature Lily, and the name <laughs> of this segment is called "I'm Not Paying for That." Because one thing, Lily... I feel like I need my own music, too. Like you need to come up with a little jingle that you play. That. I would love to come up with music. It's, 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 hard, it's hard enough to edit these after the fact. Um, but, yeah, so it's called I'm Not Paying for That. And, and I, I know Becky and I, I'm sure Dad, too, we sit in awe of Lily's ability to get out of paying for things in a completely lawful way. Um, uh, right. Like I'm not, go- look, I'm cheap and I'm like, I'm not running. No, you in, know, in fact, you demand yeah. high levels of service. So every exactly. once in a while, we're going to have an I'm not paying for that segment where Lily is going to tell a little story about how you, too, could possibly not pay for something. Um, so, Lil, take us to it. Um, I'll try as I'll try and be as brief as possible. Um, I would say that this is probably one of the first times I realized like the power, like I guess everybody has a little bit of a superpower and I kind of discovered mine. Maybe like when Spider-Man realizes like he can, you know, has a spidey sense or something. And so I, um, this was about 10 years ago. Um, 
And where I live, if you are a resident, like if you actually have like an address with like your ID card and everything, you get a lot of discounts on things that tourists do because they're marked up for tourism. But then the people here can't afford to do the touristy things because they're like European, like Northern European prices. So they give residents discounts on a lot of stuff. And when I moved here and I discovered that, um, that all hotels have like major discounts, I figured like we should take advantage of it. And we went to, we spent like a hundred bucks for to go for a night at like one of the fanciest hotels, like five stars, beautiful, beautiful place in the south of um, the, the island. And uh, it's a very, this is a very beachy place. And I know Shai can also confirm that you don't always think to bring long pants when you're going on vacation. And we should save that story for another time. But, Shai, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely. so we packed our bag for one night at a very fancy hotel and um, at a beach, like as a beach place. And we go. And when we're going to go to dinner, uh, my husband is wearing, like, nice um, – They were he actually bought them in the States or something. Just, like, nice kind of khaki shorts or whatever because it's hot. And we go to go in – you go to the restaurant and there's a patio and then there's a restaurant inside and it's like this beautiful buffet and we go to walk in to sit down and we're told we're, we can't, we're not allowed in because he can't wear shorts. And, and I'm just standing there sort of like in awe of the situation because it's kind of, you know, rude Spanish guy, which, you know, is often what you get with service here at this very fancy hotel is telling me we can't go into the restaurant and so I basically was like, well, what are we supposed to do? He's like, well, I'll allow you to sit on the patio, but you can't go inside. He can't go inside. And I was like shocked and like furious. And so I didn't want to make a scene or anything. And I didn't understand like how we were going to get at, like get around this. So we just basically sat down and I had to go back and forth to bring him food. I had to go into the restaurant, to the buffet, <laughs> get him a bunch of food. Like a waiter? That's, like a lot, that, that, now, waiter? that's a lot of food. He eats a lot now, of yeah. food. I mean, exactly that's my point. pounds of potatoes. Exactly. Yeah. So if it was a normal person, it'd probably be like max two rounds. You have to go in and out twice, and you could probably get your own food at the same time. I think I made 16 trips back and forth <laughs> to get multiple items, and and then I, then I went to get my dinner. And so at this point, I'm just sort of like, we're not even eating together. And I work here now. So it's just, it was just so weird. <laughs> I was so mad. Work. Which, which, by the way, has become I will as a as a spoiler one of become one of Lily's best um, arguments in these in these situations <laughs> is of her going I basically have to I work at your store I work at your restaurant now and right and she gets things for free exactly I was just building my arsenal them. of arguments about customer service because if I I've realized if I am in a situation where it's clear that I'm doing a better job than the person that's giving me the service then I get it for free. Because I get compensated for my work. So that's my attitude. <laughs> so I go the next day, we're checking out. It was only one night. And I, you know, the typical thing you go to the reception, you're like, you know, can I want to make a complaint or something? And because I have like a Jewish mom, I knew you go directly to the manager. I was like, not even going to talk to like this poor German girl that's like trying to give me a parking like pass or something. And I was like, no, 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 no. I need to speak to your manager. So the manager comes. Um, like all like nervous and like takes us to the little cafe and offers us to like buy us a drink, like a coffee or juice or something. 
like we sit down and he's like please tell me your your complaint and i was just like do i was like basically i was like am i wearing a uniform from this hotel like i work here <laughs> he's like what i like started right off the bat i was like do i like does it say like the hotel name do i have a name tag he's like no i was like exactly because i don't work here <laughs> I was like, and i'm not in the food service industry and i'm not a waiter and i tell him the whole story and I was basically like, so I pretty much want to be compensated for my time of working at your restaurant and I don't want to pay for my dinner because the whole thing was ridiculous. And he was shocked, like totally shocked. And he basically was like, absolutely no problem. And he gave us the night for free. Wow, the whole night for free. Way to go. Whole night for free. Toma, the whole thing. night for free? To- not just Toma, the dinner? Toma, by no, the way. Everything, we got everything for free. Toma, by the way, yeah. is the local <laughs> expression for... Like, How do you describe take that? Toma? Take that. Yeah, like, we say that in that. our house so, now all the time. You yeah. should offer Lily as a service that like people can pay you to go on vacation like, with them, which right. will then save them money because then you'll get them things for free. Sure. So it's like or, you take a percentage, but then you just give them things free, like fine. my like my new like my new bed, which we'll save for for the next edition of a, I'm yeah, not paying that a, for that. Right. And so also, I could also offer my services that if you have a business or something and you're worried that maybe your employees aren't doing a good job, I could secretly go to your business. So like the undercover boss. You're under, like the undercover under, customer. But you're the undercover worst for, like, customer right. ever. Right. For, right. for customer, customer service. Anyway. And if I can't get something for free, then you know you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And I just want to say, like, I am not scamming people. This is not a scam. That's true. I just, if there is a legitimate business that should have good service, I uphold you to that standard. If I'm, like, at a bar on the street or, like, a hot dog cart, like, I'm not going to, like, demand a free hot dog. I'm just saying... You know, you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. That was, I'm not paying for that. Okay. (laughs) Now we're going to switch gears. We're going to get for the, for the 20 people that listen to this, um, uh, to what they really come for, which is. You think it's 20? No, no. It's actually more. No, no. It's You think it's it's that many? It's way more. It's actually way more. (laughs) It's actually way more. (laughs) I was looking at the stats on our downloads. Unless you guys are downloading them a few hundred times, it's, it's more. No, I'm not. Um, So. Great. So, uh, yeah, we're steadily, steadily growing. Um, we're going to now dip into the world of movies. And everyone who has listened to this knows that the history of the Friday night, the name of the podcast, comes from the actual Friday night movies we used to go to uh, on Friday nights after dinner to watch movies as a family. Um, and in particular, this was something we did to spend time with Dad, who was traveling a lot at the time. And it was a guaranteed way to mostly keep him awake. Um, so I wanted to reflect, have us reflect a little bit on, on not necessarily Friday night movies per se, but on the, the favorite movies that we loved watching with dad growing up and then, you know, let dad go ahead and comment. And then I have some specific questions for dad on some of his favorite movie genres. Um, do, do either you Lil or Beck want to share a story I can, first? Uh, Beck, you want to share a story? Uh, it's a specific story of seeing a movie with dad or just like i have a story um what i have a story a story oh i don't i don't have like a a story you were just being if you have something to say go you were just like asking us you can go first no no, no, i'll my my story is just i remember i don't don't remember what age it was but it was the you know age of vhs rentals and it was a rare time where mom was traveling and dad was home with us um 
and I couldn't sleep for whatever reason. And I went to go hang out with Dad, and Dad was watching the, I think, underappreciated Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jim Belushi classic, Red Heat, where Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a Russian police officer who comes to the United States to help solve crimes. That makes sense. Which what? is Which is super fun. Also, extraordinarily violent. Um, uh, How old were you? I, I'm not old. This is 1988. Dad, you Dad? still there? Oh. Yeah, uh, oh. I'm here. Uh, am, am I to comment? Um, you can comment, or I just, I'm glad I didn't well, make you not off. So part of the evolution of Friday night um, movies was, I think there were uh, different contributing factors. One was obviously my year uh, in London. Oh, that's mom on the phone, but she knows I'm talking, so I'll carry on. Um, so... Uh, obviously part of it was me traveling and trying to stay, uh, awake Friday night because I always came home uh, for Shabbat dinner, uh, Friday night, uh, all of those, uh, 30 times I went to London and I, it was a 29 hour day. So I definitely needed Arnold Schwarzenegger or Bruce Willis. The other hmm. contributing factor was you kids were growing up and we all remember, um, TGIF and how we'd pile into the den upstairs and light a fire and watch uh, shows like Full House. Eventually, of course, you guys got older and, and you wanted to make your own Friday night plans. That's when we realized that we simply couldn't you know, lock you up uh, through your adolescence. So we went to a different schedule where, if you recall, we would, we would go out to Friday night uh, movies and then you guys would go out with your friends and have and, you know, have your own uh, time so I think the, that's what I remember was it was kind of like the coming of age as you kids uh, started to you know go out that's on on your own I only ever thought of it yeah. as like the trick to get you to stay awake I kind of guess I never thought about it from the parent perspective of you know we probably didn't want to watch Full House anymore and yeah we had it more fun to we, go see a movie and I, and I think it was very much in, in our family mentality of reconstructing a solution for each generation. And so we didn't abandon being together on Friday night. We reconstructed it into a different kind of activity. And I think, you know, as you kids bring up your own families, I, I know that, you know, you'll be doing that kind of evolution. So I just remember that it, you know, uh, it definitely had to have either Bruce Willis or Arnold Schwarzenegger or, I, you know, I can't remember who were the Tom other Cruise. big action. Tom Cruise. Oh, well, one of my favorites was the in like the late 90s, the series of Jackie Chan mm. action comedy oh, movies. Chan. And so that, but that was like that was like the his heyday of doing American right. movies before he kind of like went right. and started making like. You know, like the crappier version, but like Rush Hour, Shanghai <laughs> News, that kind of thing. I knew. Yeah. Did you guys hear that? What was that? We did. 
And, and then as, <laughs> as you got older, <laughs> and, and then as you got older, I think my favorite part of Friday Night Movies was the car ride back from Guzzo. Well, sure, this is like the essence yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Right. And when you guys became these incredible media specialists, young professionals, and I remember, I remember one one ride home when Becky said, "Oh, the sound editing of that movie was terrible." And I didn't even know what sound editing was. It was like, what, 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 what happened? What, what did, did I, I miss? I know what sound editing was. How old was I? I hope was well, I we were, in we college. Were, I mean, we were, we were still we were, doing this in college. LCC. Yeah, we yeah. were. You're at LCC. Or, or, oh. I think you were at LCC. I'm very and, sophisticated and, and, in my, in my. I remember us seeing Black Hawk Down and coming out of the movie yeah. and going, the sound editing was amazing. And then it won the Academy Award for sound editing. And I was like, I got it. I thought that was so cool. I'm still stressed from. I still remember that. Yeah, I, 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 was actually, I had to leave the theater during Black Hawk yeah. Down. Yeah. I remember yeah, like leaving so for like 15 well, that's, minutes. I couldn't watch. That's it. like, sorry. Um, I was gonna say, wait, hold on. That's like the diciness sometimes of the Friday Night movie, is that you want it to be an action movie, but you don't want to be too serious because you don't want to walk away feeling like you've seen like a war movie where you're like all like sad and stuff like that. But yet, you don't want it to just be like a romantic comedy. So you try to kind of fit the movie into these the, just the right category. And one of my favorite times was when we kind of took our placed our bets on a movie and just took our chances. And I remember going to see Get Shorty and all of us oh, being like, wow. well, that's not really like a Friday night movie. But mm-hmm. there's nothing else to see. Like, there's no action movies that look good. Mm-hmm. And we, I remember seeing that and being like, we were even more blown away because it was just a it's an amazing movie but also because it like wasn't a true action movie but it was amazing for friday night um i i think one of the ones that goes down in in history is one of the all-time greatest friday night movie experiences and i think this really um struck a chord with dad in particular was the big hit (laughs) oh yeah that's what taking a bet on something and having it being a giant piece of flaming dog it's, poo it's, on your porch. But it was so 21 I, years so, so since the first Friday night. that movie. Was, it's still one of my greatest memories. 21 okay, years so since I the have, first Friday um, night movie, and I, have I still a, suffer I, I have, from that. I have to tell you that when I knew I was going to be into, you know, participate in, in uh, Three Sibs, Three Time Zones, I wrote down on a slip of paper, and, and I, I, I'm unfolding it right now, and it says, someone will will ridicule shy for choosing the big hit. <laughs> it, it was inevitable that one of you would not let this day of infamy <laughs> fade into history, that that your sibling rivalry uh, reaches a crescendo when when you have to, you know, remember this, you know, the worst movie of all possible time, the most incredibly stupid movie that I can't believe we ever went to and wasted a collective two hours. I wasn't going to bring it up, but one of you did. <laughs> of course. It was. You know what the tagline for that movie is? Hit happens. What is, like, it's not even a tagline. By the way, the I terrible. saw the movie, I, I caught it a few years ago, and it didn't seem that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, like, let me read you the storyline. That, yeah, that, that doesn't seem so bad. Wait, hold on. I was like, it was like 30 minutes. 
Hold on. To pay off his second girlfriend's debt, hitman Melvin Smiley undertakes a kidnapping job with his usual associates. In a world of prospective Jewish in-laws and late movie fees... I don't remember... The hitman the... falls in love with the victim and must settle the score with those out to double-cross him. What does this have to do with Jewish in-laws? I don't remember a Jewish subplot to that movie. There's no Jewish oh. subplot. Oh. Wasn't, the, oh. wasn't the girl he kidnapped Asian? That no, thing no, was rewritten looking at a so bunch many of times. Not that you can't be Jewish and Asian at the same time. I just don't think that's like a typical thing you see in no, Hollywood he's, movies. He's living a normal life with his Jewish fiance Pam. Oh, the fiance is Jewish. That could be true. Ha. Huh. Anyways, maybe somebody just re-edited it just to you know mess with it, and nobody noticed because no one's sitting <laughs> around being like, oh, I really wonder what the IMDb synopsis of the big hit is." I don't you. know. I, I really like Marky Mark's early work. Um, <laughs> that was like one of his first movie roles, right? Like in like a big Hollywood movie. Or am I totally wrong? It's just the one I remember. Uh, no, I mean his his first big one I remember is The Basketball Diaries, but this is when he was transitioning to action star. Yeah. Um, so, Dad, one of the movie areas that we know you know best, and I didn't want to bring you on without asking you about, was a was a good western. I know you love westerns. Um, we'll we'll come back and we'll talk westerns in great detail. Um, but quick question for you: um, it, If you could go see a western movie on a Friday night, this Friday night, like as a Friday night movie, which of the westerns that you've seen in your whole life would be Magnificent Seven? Okay. It remains to me. Well. Um, I, th I think one of the greatest uh, evenings mom and I spent together was uh, we watched all three and a half hours of the seven samurai, um, which was really hard because it, it's subtitled and, 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 and it's black and white. So it's really hard to read the subtitles uh, white on white sometimes, but we rented uh, the seven oh God, samurai that sounds awful. <laughs> and, but it's, it's an incredible movie. We watched the seven samurai and then we uh, watched The Magnificent Seven. And you, you know that in the opening credits of Magnificent Seven, it, 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 it credits The Seven Samurai. It's right up there, like on the first or second um, a credit, of, right up front, uh, um, you know, right after the title. And um, it remains to me the all-time uh, greatest. First of all, the score by Elmer Bernstein um, uh, sets it apart. And it's all about the characters and character development. Uh, so there's no question I've seen it, you know, and I, there are many lines that I quote um, as, um, as management lessons uh, from the movie. So it, it lives on in, in many forms. Um, and, you know, the second, you know, my second one is not such an action movie, but again, just superior character development would be open range. Oh, cool. Um, and so... So, by the way, I thought you were going to finish this story with that, that. I thought maybe it was the same night that you guys were flipping channels and found the space version of the Seven Samurai. Uh, I, I left that out. But I, I, again, I've written a second. I, I had <laughs> what? A second note, uh, and and uh, before I started, and I said, we're going to talk about movies. Shai's going to ask me about Westerns. I'm going to mention the Seven Samurai, and he's going to bring up that terrible ripoff of space movie so, what was the name of so i just i looked it up just now it is called the battle beyond the stars and it is produced by none other than roger corman oh, oh meant to be meant to be that's hilarious yeah. the 
and the special effects were designed by a, I guess, young James Cameron. So that's wild. Um, uh, So, anyways, maybe one day we'll go and we'll go and rewatch that. Um, All right, now we'll uh, we march towards the end of this um, uh, um, of this conversation. We now talk about what we are watching, what we have been watching. um, Make some recommendations. Uh, Lil, would you like the first word for recommendations or what we've been watching? Oh, um, I've had a rough week up in Tenerife. Um, with major jet lag, eight hour time difference is a B. So it's been difficult with a 22 month old. Um, but in like little moments that I've been able to steal, cause I have not been able to watch my normal mo- like show routine, zero movies. Um, but I, uh, been watching, um, catching up on Orange is a New Black and like little different pockets of time and i feel like it's now i guess it's on season five but i can only get season four here so i'm behind but i feel like most people i know have stopped watching this show and i kind of want to know why because i feel like in season three it got so good it's one of the best seasons of tv i've ever seen i love season three and season four isn't bad I feel like no, everybody i know like season i don't good. oh i didn't know you still watch it i feel like most yeah, people i know stopped watching it um but um yeah it's like a it's a pretty good show and talk about character like complex rich characters the show really does a good job of sort of peeling back you know different layers of of women and it's actually fascinating to watch cool mm-hmm. so. all right beck how about you oh i finally saw logan lucky loved oh. it oh loved good. it um so. there's accents though were like legit wasn't their accents it was like the language like the way that it's written was so hard for me to understand i actually had to watch it with with the subtitles on it wasn't the it was like the way that they speak but um loved it um and so yeah i'm really excited that was that was a great movie shy uh thanks for buying every movie on your itunes account it's an endless library it's my personal video rental house that i use so thanks we, we, some people call it shy tunes shy yeah <laughs> that's awesome so glad you liked it because the little mm-hmm. and i really love that movie um yeah. dad uh wait any, before any... you ask dad i yeah. just have to interject mm-hmm. i'm gonna say dad's answer is gonna be something british that you could get <laughs> on the bbc it will be <laughs> extremely boring but also really good so like you kind of can't make fun of him like and peaky blinders Right, or like some show with that guy Ben Whitfield, where he's like just mm-hmm. you know, which uh, yeah, that guy, and he has you know, uncovered some mystery by accident, but then he takes forever to uncover it, like to the public, and you're just watching forever. But then in the end, it's really good, and that's the difference between mom and dad is that mom, you can full on make fun of her choices of television to her face. Dad, you're just like I want to make fun of you, but this is actually reputable television, and I can't now. <laughs> But I would yep. not watch that. But then I have to, and then I do, and then I'm like, Dad, you're right. So, yeah, that's what I'm summing up. Dad for sure's okay. answer. So you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I, I the, the more I watch uh, movies and TV, uh, to me, it's all about character development, which is why I love my western. Um, and and sure, suspense and the plot is really great, but it's it's all about the character development. So, uh, if you go from the night manager. 
uh, with Huddleston and Hiddleston, Huddleston, Hiddleston, Hiddleston. Hiddleston. and, and um, Lou, Lou, um, um, uh, and there's an actress in that who plays the uh, policewoman or whatever spy. Oh, uh, she's is Olivia Coleman. She's and fabulous. She's she's incredible. Um, and she was really pregnant when she did the Night Manager. So from from that, I we we found Broadchurch. Oh, Broad, I've heard good stuff about that. Broadchurch is yeah. three seasons. Uh, it will rip your heart out um, and decimate you. Um, is that David seasons. Tennant? Is he the lead in that? Yes. Oh, yes. he's amazing. And, and it's interesting because he, of course, has done you know five years as, as the famous British um, uh, Doctor Who, and uh, one of the leading actresses in Broadchurch, uh, um, uh, uh, Jodie Watkins, um, she is the first female uh, Doctor Who uh, who follows oh, David Tennant. That's so cool. So uh, David Tennant and, and Olivia Coleman make the most amazing um, cop pair in in recent memory. Uh, the acting is over the moon. Uh, the character development is phenomenal, but the the plot will will rip your heart out. Um, it's all, mm-hmm. and it's very hard for me uh, given the subject matter. But if you if you can make it through the first two seasons and you're kind of like totally ground up after season one. Uh, but season two is even more emotionally trying. Uh, season three is um, it, it, it's just fabulous. So it's Broadchurch, uh, three seasons, eight episodes each. So, I think they've been continuing to film. So it's British. I'm just it's British. Thinking. Yeah. And, it, okay. and, the, and then kind of we Confirming. got into something which Jose would like if, if there wasn't so much talking because it's called Whitechapel, and it's another series. It makes him sound so dumb. It's kind of <laughs> but it's true. He's not dumb. No, no, that was no. a great zinger, Dad. Yeah. No, I, I, I meant to Look, it's hard for us. I have to put on subtitles when I watch the British shows. So, you know, I don't know yeah. how Jose would watch it. Uh, and even then, we can't follow it sometimes. But Whitechapel is a, mix, is a mixture of crime, uh, supernatural, uh, and history. Um, all set in the part of London where Jack the Ripper uh, started his career. And again, the acting and the character development is just uh, un- unbelievable. So uh, it's not as good as, um, it's not as deep as Broadchurch, but it's a lot of fun. Cool. All right. Those are two all solid right. recommendations. All right. So um, I will take us out. Uh, as far as recommendations, well, first, I'd just like to say that the Razzie Award nominations came out, and oh, really? I don't want to go. Yeah. In, we I don't want to go into the list per se, but I will say that a movie that is a fan favorite of of the people on this podcast, Baywatch, is nominated in every category, and it makes me what? kind. Of, and 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 I have to say, I probably enjoyed Baywatch more than not all, but probably oh. many of the movies that will that, end up nominated. That doesn't for deserve Best that award. Yeah. yeah, that's not Baywatch fair. Baywatch is delightful. I highly recommend it next time you're on a plane. It's kind of the for perfect sure. plane and, movie. And they went after Goldie Hawn for Snatched, which, whoa, another <laughs> one that's close to our heart. You know what? They, this must not have been a bad year for movies because they, they're reaching. Yeah. Now, these because, are the same credits that yeah. love The Last Jedi. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's some zinger there. Um uh, other other than that, uh, I'll just I've been talking about it every week, but I, we finished um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, the animated series. Um, 
I was so wrapped up emotionally in the end of it. End of it. It gave me all the feels. I cheered at the end of the show during the last couple of sequences. The final couple of episodes had incredible animation. They really saved the biggest, most incredible stuff in that show for the final couple of episodes. So you didn't feel like you were seeing any kind of rehash. Um, Mark Hamill plays the villain towards the end, and he is amazing as the villain. Um, and I just, I, I, I wish dad had the patience for something animated because I, I do, I do truly, I think that that show and I've, and I've been texting and emailing with other folks who have, who are into it at the time. It's all, it's already 10 years old. Um, but everyone kind of agrees this was the, this was a unique thing that, that Nickelodeon pulled that put out and it was almost like they shouldn't have tried to make it into a movie because it, it kind of, I don't know how it could be done better than it was done in the first place. Um, we're on to the sequel, The Legend of Korra. It's pretty good so far, but I, I don't have the I don't have the feels yet for it. Um, as far as just shout outs, thank you to everybody who has been listening and sending us messages. Um, uh, we really appreciate that folks are are paying attention to our little family conversation here, and we 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 in general want to try to get many folks on as guests. So we're glad to have Dad um, on. We're gonna have more guests in the coming weeks, some old friends, some new friends. Um, I'll give a special shout out to the group of people in team hot stuff. That is a group of, uh, artists and podcasters and musicians that Kristen Kaivo has put together, um, on online and everyone is really supportive. Um, this is what the bonsai guys are, are, are part of, but all of those folks have been really supportive of all the stuff I've been putting out on Twitter. And I think some folks are even listening to this. So shout out to them. And then a shout out to Lindsay Lee, um, also known as, I don't fully know how to pronounce her, her, um, uh, Twitter handle, but Afros XII, who is just one of my favorite artists and someone who's helped me a lot in developing my artistic style. And, uh, she has been listening and some really nice stuff to say about my sisters in particular and how funny you guys are. Um, she is, she has just launched on Redbubble. um, uh, a merchandise site uh, where people can buy some of her original characters on stickers and iPhone cases. So check out um, Aphoros XII on um, on Redbubble. Um, and I tweeted it earlier this week if people look at the Pancake for a Table um, Twitter feed. And uh, folks should check her out and, and buy her stuff. She's, she's a truly cool person. Um, and with that, uh, where can people find you? Becky, are you going to say the right information this time? Okay, you can find me, like this person, Becky. You can find me on Twitter at PaperBKPrincess. That's the paperback princess, PaperBKPrincess. Um, or if you're interested on che- in checking out some um, some nice recipes, recipes, delicious recipes and gorgeous recipes, you can uh, check out everydayoat.com or you can follow us on Instagram, everydayoatblog. Um, I just want to say if people are planning a dinner party and are not sure like what dishes should go together or they have questions like uh, they wish they could just ask somebody like, oh, I'm barbecuing. But like, what would be a good salad that would go to that? You could message Becky. Oh, I, I was offering that service. Please. And she that could, would be, I'd love that. And yeah. I'd love that. She could definitely hook you up because she's saved me a few times. Yeah, Beck, so. is, mm-hmm. Beck, Beck is pretty amazing. And food combos. Food. Lil, where can people follow you? Chichi K. Gomez on Twitter. Cool. And uh, Dad, I, I imagine you don't want people following you. Um, <laughs> but do you have 
positive parting words for your children? Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, you are scribing orally and digitally a legacy uh, for history. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. Thank you. And thank you so much for being with us on the on the uh, I know that your house is being renovated and you're about to travel to Africa. And um, I called you at the last minute after the Eagles win. So really appreciate you coming on with us today. This is a really really special episode It's really, um, really different than anything we've done before. And it's really fun. And we hope you come back. Um, especially I feel after like there was a lot of substance in this yeah. episode because of dad, he has like yeah. real, yeah. yeah. Usually we promise very little substance, but dad, dad raised the level of play here. Yep. Um, and we hope when you come back from Africa, you come on and tell us funny stories about mom traveling through the, um, jungle. Um, and then it's going to be like snatched by the yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, um, and um, you can follow this podcast fr- at FridayNightMoviePod.com. From there, you can either subscribe to us via iTunes. Um, please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us get searched. Um, or check us out on Podbean. If you want to follow the broader Pancake for the Table um, uh, uh, uh media um smorgasbord including more about the uh, band what does it eat that made the theme music go to pancakeforthetable.com or pancake for the number four table.com and you can follow me on twitter uh, at pancake the number four table yeah at pancake for table um and uh thank you everybody for listening and now we dance dad you gotta dance in your chair as the theme music plays us out but okay, you can't hear it because i edited it in later Dancing, dancing, dancing. Okay. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for doing this. Bye. Bye. I love you. Bye. This was so much fun. talk about um great action movies that we've watched with dad i don't know if you had a chance to look at the google doc dad um i i, I did but um I, I did but honestly oh wait excuse me i have to oh wait hold it hold, hold it uh, can you hear this yeah yeah you said can you hear that <laughs> <laughs> are you sharpening a pencil, are you sharpening a pencil? <laughs> That's hilarious. That's really funny. I didn't think he heard us saying all that other... I didn't think uh, he heard us uh, saying this. Uh, I, I can't remember the movies that we saw Friday night as opposed to other movies. Because you slept through it.